0: Chapters 23 and 24 of The Turnpike House by Fergus Hume. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 23 Still in Doubt. Marshall, seeing that the two men were silent, began to recover his self command. I see you don't believe me. Perhaps there is no reason why you should, but I swear I do not know who killed Jenner. If I had known, I should have got that bill out of him. Oh said geoffrey and you would have condoned his sins so long as he gave you back the evidence of your own i would every man for himself in this world i would have told him whosoever he was that if he did not give me back the bill i would denounce him to the police but i have not the least idea who the guilty person is he wiped his face and all these years i have lived in misery fearing daily and hourly that the bill would turn up i knew roper would not spare me if he got possession of it no wonder remarked harran seeing how badly you treated his daughter elsa the culprit had the grace to blush elsa roper was never a penny the worse by me he said when i used to go to her father's office to procure money she chose to fall in love with me i made capital out of that as i do out of most things don't be so shameless man interposed his brother-in-law sharply marshall sickened him with his fluent villainy oh you were always a puritan sneered marshall however that is neither here nor there i let the girl believe that i cared for her in order to get her father to part with his money but i never intended to marry her and she died of a broken heart put in Heron. so the old man says As though a woman ever died of such a thing. She caught a chill and was carried off because she was not sufficiently well nourished. That is the truth, although old Roper prefers to put it down to me. If he had fed her better, she would be alive now. But he chose to think I killed her and would do me a serious injury if he could. I am glad the bill did not fall into his hands. Where did you get it? he asked, turning to Geoffrey or if you can tell me the name of the person who had it i can tell you who was the assassin of jenner oh it is quite true jenner showed me the bill that night by the wagoner's pond. i would have taken it by force but he was stronger than i there was no chance of my getting the better of him but i noticed that he took it out of a red pocket-book now that pocket-book was never produced at the trial so the assassin must have it then you don't think mrs jenner killed him she she wouldn't have killed a fly no she did not kill him if she had that red pocketbook would have been produced in court i have been living in fear ever since wondering who had it though i always intended to make use of the murder should the assassin have tried to blackmail me who did you get the bill from heron i did not get it from anyone Jenner evidently thought that you might come after him to steal it, so, according to his wife, he sewed it up in the body of a toy horse with which his child had been playing. Lately, Neil wished to give this toy to George Chisel, so it came into Ruth's possession. The boy cut it open, and Miss Braun found the bill. She gave it to me, and I at once saw Roper about it. Besides, I read up my father's diary, and found that his name had been forged. Did he know that I had done it? Yes roper called on him to tell him so if my father had not died mr marshall you would have found yourself in prison for forgery no i should not you forget that jenner stole the bill no one could have prosecuted me without producing the document i know enough law for that besides i had paid the money to roper and that i did only to avoid a scandal does ruth know about this or miss brawn or george they know nothing replied mr cass ruth does not even know of the existence of this bill george is but a child and took no notice of it as for miss brawn she thinks the signature is all right she will hold her tongue oh you are quite safe so far but this murder i feel certain that you committed it no one else could have had so powerful a motive still some one else might have had a motive for all that i am sure mrs jenner is innocent But her husband had lots of enemies, and many would gladly have done it, could they have escaped the consequences. The only thing that puzzles me is the disappearance of the red pocket book. I understand all about the bill now. It could not have been made use of. Well, the whole affair is a mystery, but all I can say is that I did not kill the man. I knew if it came to the pinch I could always prove that. It has come to the pinch now, said Mr. Cass sternly prove your innocence if you can for my part i believe you are guilty more fool you was the retort on that night if you remember we had dinner at six a light dinner dished up in a hurry your wife had to go to london you told her you would have some supper at nine did you not yes i remember something of that said mr cass after a pause was i not in to supper yes you were i remember that too and supper was at nine yes it was ordered for nine and i postponed it till half past because i did not feel hungry i was here when you gave the order because you asked me whether i would prefer supper at once or wait that is true enough well well if you will look again into the evidence given at the trial of that unfortunate woman you will find that the doctor said that jenner had been killed at nine o'clock therefore it could not have been i who struck the blow by your own showing i was with you at the time now am i innocent or guilty mr cass looked at Geoffrey. all this is true enough he said quietly i begin to believe that you did not do it after all if you can be so honest as to admit that i was in this room at nine o'clock i could not have killed jenner who was at that very time being murdered by some unknown person four miles away i am a forger i admit that but here he became finally scornful i am not a murderer foolish i may have been wicked i never was the two listeners gazed at each other in amazement then marshall went on now i know where the bill is i feel relieved he said and his self-pity was almost pathetic i can sleep in peace more especially when it has been destroyed as he spoke he advanced his hand towards the table with the intention of taking the paper mr cass anticipated him and snatched the incriminating document away no marshal he said putting it in his pocket i keep this you are too dangerous a man to be allowed to go your own way i use this bill as a whip to manage you behave yourself and act a decent part for the remainder of your life and no one shall ever know of this "'But try any of your tricks, and you will be laid by the heels.' "'Do you call this honourable? blustered Marshall. "'I call it caution.' "'You are quite safe with me, and I am sure our friend Heron will say nothing.' "'Certainly. I shall be guided entirely by Mr. Cass.' "'But Roper might get hold of it, and then I should be lost.' "'Roper will not get hold of it. I keep it, Marshall.' it is for your wife's sake only that i am thus lenient so far as you are concerned nothing would give me greater pleasure than to see you suffering a just punishment you are the most unblushing scoundrel i have ever seen you had better look out cass said marshall threateningly i can make you pay dearly for these insults can any person possibly insult you sneered mr cass do what you like but remember he touched his breast pocket i will exact payment now you know as for the rest i don't want you in my house again but as that might provoke remark on the part of inez and lead to an explanation i will permit you to call occasionally but i hope your visits will be rare were i in your place i should go abroad now you can go the man was livid with rage he was evidently inclined to make trouble He knew that he could go pretty far, for only the direst extremity would force Mr. Cass into creating a scandal by producing the bill. But he could find nothing to say in face of the threat held over him, and cowed by the looks of the two men, he finally sneaked out of the room. Then he left the house, but he had recovered himself sufficiently to make a gay remark to Ruth and Jenny, whom he met returning from their walk. Truly, the man was bad to the core. Do you believe him? asked Heron, when they were alone. Yes, what he says is perfectly correct. I confess I am greatly relieved. So am I. But do you think he knows who killed Jenner? He might, but that we shall never get out of him. On the other hand, I am inclined to think he does not know, for believing the assassin to have had the bill, he would have made an attempt to get it from him. But what is to be done next? Mrs. Jenner is still in jail and ill and that reminds me said geoffrey taking a letter out of his pocket i had this from neil this morning i intended to show it to you but our interview with our friend put it out of my head he is coming down to-day what exclaimed mr cass running his eyes over the letter is he well enough to travel oh yes he has wonderful recuperative power you see he says there that he intends to see his mother it appears she has sent for him "'He must have gone to her yesterday, as he is coming down today. "'I am anxious to see him, for I cannot help wondering why she should have sent for him. "'Do you think she might have something to tell him?' "'No,' Mr. Cash shook his head. "'I saw her the other day. "'She is quite ignorant who killed her husband. "'She is in the infirmary now, and very ill. "'I don't think the end is far off. "'I expect she sent for Neil to bid him good-bye.' Mr. Cass paused for a moment. You know, Heron, he said, in spite of all the trails you have followed, I cannot help thinking that she really killed her husband. I cannot believe it. The person who committed the murder was the man who got those links, who dropped one under the window. Ah, then we shall never find out. Marshall might know. He might have recognized the footpads who attacked him that night, suggested Heron then he started struck with a sudden idea by the way is it possible that the gypsy job was one of them that would explain how he comes to be so intimate with your sister i don't see that remarked mr cass with a frown if she knew that job had attacked her husband and had afterwards murdered jenner he would receive but short shrift from the hands of inez she is no sentimentalist but don't you see persisted geoffrey She may think that he has the bill. She may be keeping her knowledge of the murder quiet so that Job may not produce the document and incriminate her husband. Inez knows nothing about the bill. You heard what her husband said. He is such a liar, cried Heron in disgust. Nevertheless, I believe on this occasion he spoke the truth. I cannot believe that my sister, in spite of her love for that reptile, would go as far as to grovel to a gypsy and shield a murderer no the gypsy might have been one of those who attacked marshall on that night but i do not believe that he killed jenner don't trouble any more about the matter heron we have done all we could with no result besides mrs jenner poor soul will soon be released from her unjust imprisonment if indeed it be unjust death will set her free what about neil and his wish to see his mother cleared we shall see what he says about that replied mr cass closing the subject in a more peremptory manner than was usual with him the same afternoon neil webster arrived at hollyoaks looking a shadow of his former self pale and fragile and very downcast ruth and jenny both gave him a cordial welcome and neither his host nor geoffrey heron were lacking in heartiness but all the kindness and attention he received served only to make the young man more melancholy Observing this, and knowing that he had seen his mother, Mr. Cass took the first opportunity to draw him into the library. It might be that Mrs. Jenner had told the poor fellow something. It appeared that she had. "'Yes, I saw her,' Neil said in reply to Mr. Cass's question. "'She is dying. "'I have seen her for the last time. "'She cannot live many days now. "'Indeed, I wanted to stay beside her till the end, "'but she would not hear of it.' she said that i was to go away and remember always that she had loved me for the rest i was to put her out of my mind and live as good a life as i could then she kissed me and we parted is that all that is all except that she has commanded me to stop searching for the real assassin of my father did she say that yes she said no one would ever find out the truth and moreover that my father had deserved his fate she was sure i had not committed the crime she swore that she herself was guiltless but she said that it was quite impossible that the truth should ever come to light do you think she knows the truth neil no i am sure she does not she said if she did she would have told me if only to put my mind at rest but she knows nothing poor mother and what do you intend to do obey her commands said neil I shall search no more chapter twenty four another piece of evidence ruth let miss brawn take entire possession of neil in spite of his languid ways webster was an interesting study to a woman so miss cass found it a trifle dull for geoffrey had returned to his own place and did not come over to hollyoaks quite so often as she thought he might have done yet she rarely intruded upon jenny and neil but allowed them to drift into a companionship which she devoutly hoped would result in a closer tie of marriage jenny continued to give the usual lessons to her little pupils and after school hours ruth took them off her hands so that she might be free to entertain neil after a time he recovered sufficient interest in his music to take up his violin and with jenny he spent long hours going over his old music and experimenting on new Meanwhile, Ruth naturally found the house extremely dull without Geoffrey, so she spent as much time as possible in long walks, in riding her bicycle, and in paying visits. One day she recollected her promise to call and see her aunt Inez. Mr. Marshall had gone for a change to Brighton, where, no doubt, he was enjoying himself after his usual selfish fashion. His wife had declined to accompany him, giving as her reason that she had more to do than waste her time among a pack of fools as she was wont to designate the rest of the world so she remained at home and attended to her duties in rather a joyless way she still retained a mild love for her husband she despised his weaknesses she hated his lack of principle but some sentiment of love remained at the bottom of her soul companionship had begotten toleration and on the whole she thought she was not worse off than other women She, at least, could govern her husband's weaker nature and could curb his follies. And this somewhat unsatisfactory employment gave her plenty to do. So she succeeded in passing her life in an endurable fashion. Fortunately for her, she was not a woman who had the capacity for being bored. Nine out of ten women would have killed themselves out of sheer weariness of the flesh. But Mrs. Marshall continued to live on, grimly ruth had often wondered in her secret soul if her aunt were doing penance for some hidden sin it was the only way in which she could account for the asceticism of her life she lived in an ugly house in which all the rooms were hideous both in color and design all save those which were occupied by the master of the house his apartments furnished by himself were charming in every way as she stood now in the stone-hued drawing-room the melancholy of the place struck ruth more than ever and moreover glancing round the room she caught sight of a copy of thomas Kempis. she's taking to religion she thought turning over the leaves i really wonder if there is a secret in her past life to account for but at this moment a grim maid-servant entered to interrupt her conjectures if you please miss she said mistress is in the garret storing things and she wants to know if you will go up to her there oh certainly said ruth wondering if her aunt were mad that she should invite a visitor to go poking about among old lumber even though that visitor were her niece but she meekly followed the maid up to the top of the house and was introduced into a long low wide attic immediately under the roof here aunt inez in a stone-coloured dress with a severe face gave her an icy greeting in spite of the summer warmth the garret was chilly and this joined to her reception made the girl shiver i am glad you have remembered me at last ruth said mrs marshall in her most metallic tones i was beginning to think you had forgotten me i found it difficult to leave the house aunt neil webster is there and of course i have had to attend to him i heard the young man was back again she said in a muffled voice and truly i wonder that my brother should have him in the house why shouldn't he neil is a good fellow but his mother is not a good woman She belongs to the criminal classes. "'My dear aunt,' cried Ruth, "'I am sure the poor woman is more sinned against than sinning.' "'What do you know of her?' asked the good lady, turning a terrible eye on her niece. "'Has your father?' "'Yes, he has, and I found out a great deal for myself. "'I am sure Mrs. Jenner did not kill her husband.' "'You know nothing at all about it. "'Mrs. Jenner was a minx.' I knew her well when she lived at Hollyoaks and taught Amy. I lived there myself and managed the house too, for your poor mother never did have any idea of how to conduct an establishment. Mrs. Jenner, a bold bad woman. She came down to Westham after the arrest of her abominable husband and lived at the Turnpike House. And there her husband called to see her on the night he was murdered. On the night she murdered him, corrected Mrs. Marshall vehemently will you be wiser than the law ruth i tell you it was she who struck the blow i do not say she had not good cause for the man was a brute but she had no right to take his life she didn't she didn't asseverated ruth with quite as much vehement as her aunt had shown the blow was struck through the window for the sake of getting a red why whatever is the matter aunt nothing nothing gasped mrs marshall She had seated herself suddenly on a convenient box, and with her hand to her side, was gazing at her niece with an ashen face. "'A stitch in the side, that's all, child. Why did your father tell you all this? And what does he know about the red pocket-book?' "'I have heard scraps of information at times,' said Ruth, trying to get out of the unpleasant position in which her tongue had placed her. "'But I know very little. I don't want to have anything to do with the matter. Please don't ask me anything more about it, aunt.' You have said so much that I must know all, said Mrs. Marshall, so fiercely that the girl was frightened. If you refuse to tell me, I shall speak to your father. He is the very best person to whom you could speak, replied Miss Cass, with some defiance in her voice, for her temper was rising at her aunt's tone. But please don't bring me into it. I shall act as I think best. If this case has been reopened, as I judge from your words, it has been, why was I not informed? i refer you to papa said ruth coldly and after all she added i do not see what you have to do with it aunt inez more than you think replied mrs marshall tightening her thin lips then ruth did a very foolish thing a thing she repented of for many a long day after what about job she asked does he also take an interest in the case "'Mrs. Marshall sprang forward in the most dramatic fashion "'and seized her niece by the arm. "'You have been asking him questions,' she said. "'And what if I have?' cried the girl, twisting herself away. "'Anyone has a right to ask questions, I suppose. "'But he told me nothing. "'He had nothing to tell. "'In that case you need not look so fiercely at me, aunt.' "'Mrs. Marshall realized how indiscreet was her demeanor. "'Don't trouble about me, child.' she said with a forced laugh i have done nothing to be ashamed of i never thought you had aunt mrs jenner continued aunt inez exactly as though she were repeating a lesson was a flirt when she married a brute she only got her just punishment i did my best to be kind to her but i always hated her it is no use my denying the fact i did hate her if you are a woman ruth if you have your grandmother's blood in your veins you will understand oh yes said the girl proudly conscious of her own tiger blood i can quite understand i should like to see any woman take geoffrey from me Uh aha and she growled like a playful cat Meow. i believe mrs jenner killed her husband continued aunt inez taking no notice of this speech and she is being punished for it as to job "'I merely assist him out of charity. "'He knows nothing about the murder. "'It happened before he came to these parts. "'Now are you satisfied?' "'My dear aunt, I never wanted to be satisfied,' replied the girl. "'I never thought you knew anything about the murder.' "'I don't, I don't, I swear I don't,' cried Mrs. Marshall. "'But this red pocket-book, it was not mentioned at the trial.' "'I know nothing about it,' said Ruth promptly. She was not going to be drawn into the discussion. Ask Papa about it. Mrs. Marshall, seeing she would get nothing further out of her niece, returned to the examination of the lumber which was scattered over the floor of the garret. Then we will go down shortly and have some tea, my dear, she said in her most amiable tone. She was evidently desirous of effacing the impression of her former fierceness. Ruth wondered but little at her aunt's strange demeanour in a meditative way she watched mrs marshall moving about on the other side of the garret so close under the slope of the roof that her head touched it there were two windows one at each end but these were so dirty that the place was enveloped in a kind of brown twilight which had at first prevented the girl from seeing plainly as her eyes grew more accustomed to the semi gloom she examined the lumber that was piled up on all sides all the scum of the house had risen to the top and been left in this isolated attic it was filled with the wreckage which will accumulate even in the most orderly houses there were also ancient books piles of newspapers and such-like things huddled together pell-mell and over all lay a thick gray dust suddenly as ruth growing tired of waiting shifted her position the light from the window behind struck out a patch of red her eyes wandered mechanically towards the color it was the red morocco binding of a narrow book which protruded from the heap hardly thinking what she was doing the girl picked it up and with the light from behind her strong upon it she examined it minutely then her heart seemed to stand still for it was a pocket-book perhaps the very red pocket-book which had been stolen by jenner's murderer and of which they had been speaking only a few minutes before anxious to make quite certain as to this ruth slipped off the elastic strap and examined the discolored leaves for the most part they were blank But written on the front page was a name, and the name was Jenner. At the sight Ruth uttered a cry. Mrs. Marshall turned sharply. End of chapters 23 and 24